0: Now, if you are going to take a church Bible, it's on page 1082, the reading. And it's from verse 15 to 27. Dave said I could maybe read it off there, but I'm going to stick with the phone. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by me by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching these words you hear are not my own they belong to the father who sent me all that i have spoken while still with you But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Amen. Thank you. I just want to add
1: my uh, welcome to uh, Dave's. If I've not met you, my name's Paul and I'm one of the uh, ministers here at church, uh, along with Dave and Libby. Uh, I'm going to look at this passage now. Let me just pray. Father, thank you for each and every person that you've brought here uh, tonight. And it's not an accident that we're here. Lord, you wanted us to be here. And you've got something for each and every one of us, Lord. So I just pray that you would just take uh, what we have. Thank you for your word. Thank you that it's alive and it's living. And I just pray, Lord, that you'd open our hearts to be in a place where we would receive from you and hear from you all that you would want to say. Let it fall on good ground. And let it bring transformation, encouragement, hope, peace, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. I remember when I was in a steam room Don't worry, there's no pictures But um, I was in a steam room And uh, it was my stepmom's 60th birthday And she'd hide out the whole place She had a swimming pool, there was a jacuzzi And there was a steam room So I dabbled a little bit with the steam room And I went in in my Bermudas, uh, as you do And I was sat there in my Bermuda shorts And it was a bit boring, to be honest And it was kind of a bit tiley There was lots of tiles everywhere And it was very kind of wet uh, And I didn't really know what to do But then I heard this massive <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, a pipe has burst. This is horrific. What is going on? And suddenly the place began to fill with steam. And it got steamier and steamier and steamier. And I'm like, wow, this is why it's called a steam room. This is what it's all about. Uh, Suddenly it was a little bit more exciting. and I was in the midst of it. I couldn't see a thing, but I was in the middle of all this steam. Now it was me, my four kids, my wife and uh, extended family. And the door opens. And in these moments, it's a little bit awkward because you don't know who it is. It might be the mother-in-law. It might be the father-in-law. It might be anybody kind of coming in but it was a small person and it was one of my children that had wandered over to the steam room he probably shouldn't have been allowed to go into the steam room he was probably about six at the time but hey we'd booked the place we had the whole space he can come in and he comes in and he kind of like wanders around and then he kind of sits down I was like oh, that's, it's Reggie hi Reggie how are you doing it's great and he was kind of like just kind of getting used to being in this hot wet sweaty steamy environment and then again he went and fills with steam again. Now it's kind of hot, and it's proper steamy, and he can't see a thing, and he begins to freak out. And he begins to panic, and he begins to think, oh no, I don't know what to do, I've never been in a steam room, and this is really hot, and I can't see him. And he shouts, daddy, 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 I can't see, and he's beginning to panic, because he doesn't know where the door is, and he doesn't know where I am, and he just knows that he's in this freaky, surreal environment, full of steam, and he doesn't know what to do. And I say these words to him, it's okay. Daddy's here, I can see, and I know the way out. Let me say that again. Daddy's here, I can see, and I know the way out. And I was able to be there and put my hand upon his shoulder, reassure him, giving all the comfort, all the reassurance he needs, and walk him to the door, and off you go. And I go back into the steam room. <laughs> Today we are looking at the Holy Spirit being a comfort And a guide. The Holy Spirit being a comfort and a guide. Let's look at the context for this because we see that in John's gospel here, John actually starts this chapter right at the beginning of John 14, pretty much the way that he ends the passage that Roderick has just read out for us. And he starts it with these words. And he ends it with these words the start of the chapter and the end. He said, Do not let your hearts be troubled, trust God and trust me too. So there's reassurance right at the beginning of the chapter of 14, and there he said, do not be troubled. I'm with you. I'm for you. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Because the disciples, they're hearing this news from Jesus. They're about to feel some strong emotions they're about to feel a whole wave of emotions and we looked at some of these last week. Now I think they would actually be experiencing some of these at this moment as well when Jesus is saying that he's going away and they're trying to unpack this. But feelings of anxiety, feelings of confusion, loss, pain, abandonment. Later on when he goes, maybe being feeling like they're orphaned, have troubled hearts. Some of the things that might be swirling around in the disciples' hearts and heads. Maybe some of us can identify with some of those emotions there, some of them feelings that we have. In verse 18, Jesus is reassuring him, saying, But I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. You're not going to remain in this place. I mentioned last week uh, in the morning service uh, just about my dad passing away. And um, my dad, because of a mental illness, couldn't really be present, couldn't really be fully all he needed to be as a dad because of the illness that he struggled with. And I remember when he died, my grief counselor said to me, you know, you were orphaned years before your dad died. You were orphaned years before your dad died. And that was really interesting and a real realization to actually process that, to think about that, and to weigh that up. All them feelings of abandonment, all those feelings of feeling orphaned, although my mom was then very present and helpful. Jesus is saying to them, I'm not going to leave you orphaned. You're not going to be left lacking. You're not going to be left without. I am sending an advocate. I'm sending another. I'm sending you're not going to be left in this state of loss and grief and being abandoned. For this talk, I've uh, taken a couple of commentaries, but I've focused on one particular one, and I've been looking at N.T. Wright, because N.T. Wright, let's be honest, is great. Great theologian, uh, great author, great speaker. Uh, And a lot of the comments that I'm going to use are from N.T. Wright. And I think it's helpful when I looked at this, not to get too many opinions, but to get a really strong, stable one. And N.T. Wright, when he talks about this, and talks about this particular incident when the disciples are experiencing this, he says this talking about Jesus he's going away and the disciples are naturally anxious about where he's going and whether they will be able to follow him they're naturally anxious they've been with him for a while and he's talking about leaving them and he's talking about something that they're not sure of they're naturally anxious they're wondering where he's going And whether they can follow him. And he continues to talk about this. N.T. Wright talks about these feelings that we have in these moments in life. In these stages where it's a bit unclear. We heard earlier just about in that interview about God leading and guiding. God opening doors. God going with us. But N.T. Wright says, you know, when we can't see the way ahead. When we need to know not only that there is indeed a way into the unknown future. But that we will be able to find it. A little bit like the steam room. We able to find the way out. Find the way forward as we come to the Father. And the Father says, it's okay. I'm here. I'll comfort you. I'll reassure you. I'll guide you. I know the way out. I know the way forward. When we know that God is with us, he's for us, when we know that the advocate, the one who comes alongside is with us, can guide us, it brings enormous comfort and incredible guidance and peace to our hearts. Because we know that God has a plan, Jesus has a plan and he's reassuring his disciples and reassuring us that he is with us. We can have great levels of peace and trust not allowing our hearts to be troubled. Jesus says um, that I'm going to send you another. And Dave mentioned this this morning, uh, this word another, alos. It's basically someone is going to send someone who is identical to Jesus, identical to the person in character of Jesus, which is so reassuring, so encouraging. Sent into the world to be with you. In the same way that Jesus was sent into the world, but this time I'm sending someone who's going to be with you, as verse 16 says, for forever. To help you and to be with you forever. What an amazing reassurance, what an amazing sense of peace and reassurance that can bring to our hearts Tom Wright talks about these uh, words, these phrases that um, John is using uh, in the gospel here. And Jesus uses the word advocate. And he uh, is going to touch on two things. And Dave said again this morning that we can look at different angles of this, different meanings, different way of understanding this. But Bishop Tom Wright is looking at two ways here. And let's unpack it just for a little bit. The first, he says, that the advocate in the way of being like that in a courtroom and it's this courtroom image. I'm sending an advocate, somebody who will speak for you on behalf of you, stand with you, and present your case before God. I'm not sure if you've been following the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. It's been going on for ages, hasn't it? I think at the moment I was told that they've kind of concluded the case, but the jury's out, and they're coming back to give the verdict I've been looking at some of the viewings. It's around 2 million views, 12 million views. At one point, there were 62,000 watching live. 62,000 people watching this live as it unfolds. And as they both have defense lawyers stand up and speak for them, bringing their case, their side of their story to the judge and to the jury. Well, here in Scotland, we don't have barristers. We have advocates, which is helpful as we look at this language. The Holy Spirit presents our case to God the Father. He speaks for us. Jesus is saying, I'm sending my advocate this image of a courtroom, somebody that would speak on their behalf. How amazing to have somebody come and to speak well of us, to speak for us, to stand next to us, to bring our case before God the Father, the advocate that in the setting of a courtroom, Commentaries as well in this, they acknowledge that in their setting, in first century Jew, uh, Judaism, when they were looking at this in their setting, that they would have been familiar with a courtroom setting. Legal battles, disputes were common ground. Think about Jesus himself being brought before Pontius Pilate. These court cases, uh, uh, um, an accusation brought before people. It was a, a, a familiar setting. And Jesus is saying, I'm sending my advocate. I'm sending the advocate that's gonna come and speak well, speak for you. Bring your case before God. I'm with you, I'm on your side. The second that uh, Bishop Tom Wright talks about with advocate is that actually it looks at comforter, which is helpful when we look at our theme today being a comfort and a guide. He says that the advocate is that of a comfort. Now, not a quilt, As Dave was talking about this morning, not something that's all that's nice and comfort, there, there, but actually that the word comfort has got connections to strength, to come and strengthen you. This comfort that brings a strength to your innermost being, to your core. He's saying, I'm going to bring a comfort, a strength that is coming to you. Again, N.T. Wright says, Other human support changes our ability to cope with disaster. It gives us strength. Other human support changes our ability to cope with disaster. It gives us strength. The advocate is coming, and he's not saying, "There, there, there, there." But he's saying, "I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to come alongside you. I'm not going to leave you orphaned. I'm not going to leave you abandoned. I'm going to draw alongside you, and I'm going to speak for you. I'm going to present your case, and I'm going to give you strength in the moment. I'm going to comfort you in a comfort that way, in a way that gives you strength to stand. Strength to be. He knows that it's going to be difficult, it's not going to be rosy for them, it's not going to be plain sailing, they're going to be persecuted, they're going to be brought before people, they're going to find it hard and yet he's going to speak for them and he's going to comfort, strengthen them. But we need other human support and sometimes it comes in the vehicle of a small group, a connect group, it comes in the way of a prayer triplet. The teams that we serve on a Saturday or serve during the week. The friendship, the community that we have that Jordan was talking about. The way that people come alongside and give true community and stand with each one of us. It was a privilege uh, just this week to, to come along to uh, the worship team night. To be able to just to be with them, to drink uh, coffee and tea with them and then to pray with one another. But to speak well of each other. To pray over one another, to draw alongside one another, to bring strength to one another. It was an amazing privilege to be part of that. And I have a a prayer triplet that I'm part of. I have fortnightly counseling session over lunch that brings me comfort, strength, and guidance. Where the Spirit of God, I uh, experience coming alongside and bringing this. And we need community we need that other human support. God sometimes uses the people in our lives to reveal his, his love, his comfort, his strength, his guidance, his lead and his love and his peace to us. I've started following uh, this community in Hawaii called the Mako, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's mutual friends, friends of friends who have gone out there and they're doing this and I love their like, motto, in the presence of God. We are people of presence, being present with one another in the community around us. They recently posted something just about the importance of being around each other as well. And there's a little quote that they've got up, if you can fire that up, Jamie, just of about what they say about being in the presence. It says here at Makeo, Presence is in community matters, and living in thick community means that we face difficulties together as a community. These past pandemic years have left a chaotic debris of difficulty in its wake, but it also has built opportunities in how we as a community and individuals have met those challenges. What difficulties can we meet together? And I love that when we have people surrounding us and whatever we face in the middle of the storm, we can find comfort, we can find guidance in the middle of it as Jesus sends his advocate. And he uses those around us as well to bring that. I was on my way to work uh, not, not so long ago. And uh, I was crossing the road, and you've got to kind of navigate the, the sort of tram lines and all the different roadworks and stuff that's going on. And I remember uh, on my way to the office, I remember looking at the, um, uh, the, the, the place where you stop and you kind of press the button and you wait to kind of cross. And I remember seeing uh, somebody... Then they were with a guide dog. Uh, this lady uh, was blind and she was relying on the guide dog to guide her at the right time. And what was fascinating about this was is, was that you could look to the left and you could look to the right and you're like, you know what, it's on red, but we could still cross to be honest, there's no cars coming. And I was like, oh, maybe, I should, maybe I should just do that as well. Or maybe I should wait because on the sign it actually says, wait. But the crowds didn't want to wait. The crowds could see that it was clear. And even though it was red, they're like, well, I can get to work a second quicker if I go now. And all the people crossed. And I watched the dog. And the dog was like, oh, should we cross as well? Because like everyone else is crossing. And the dog was kind of thinking, well, there's no cars coming as well. And maybe we could get across. I'm quite a quick dog. And if I drag the lady, we could get across. And then there was this moment where the dog looked at the sign, and the sign said, wait. So the dog waited. The dog looked at it, and maybe it was red, it wasn't green. Praise God that the dog wasn't colorblind. But the dog knew to wait, and he looked at the owner, and he waited. So I waited. And when it was green, we crossed. How amazing is that? I just think that that is Incredible that the dog would be trained to do that. But sometimes in life as well, the temptation is just to rush, isn't it? Just to go and do it because everyone else is doing it. But the, the Holy Spirit, the advocate, comes alongside. He guides us, comforts us, reassures us. He leads us. And sometimes that's the people around us that we can gain wisdom in all of that as he leads and guides us on and moves us forward. The Holy Spirit is there to comfort, to guide, and to speak to us, to lead us to a better place um, and to a place when life can be hard, a place of peace. See, for me, all these things that the Holy Spirit does, speaks well for us, speaks on our behalf, comforts and guides us, that's going to create a level of peace, knowing that The Holy Spirit is your advocate, speaking on your behalf, knowing that he's there to guide you, knowing that there is there to comfort you, that's going to bring a level of peace in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the busyness of the traffic, in the midst of it all. That's got to bring a level of peace, knowing that Jesus has sent his Spirit to draw alongside us, to speak to us in all of that. We have been singing uh, songs about peace, about singing uh, in the middle of the storm, raising a hallelujah in the middle of the storm, trusting God, looking to God, looking to Jesus. And Hillsong Young and Free have released uh, this song. It's their sort of brand new single, pretty much. Um, it's called Peace. Uh, and you can look on YouTube at the story of this song, of how it was formed. Uh, it looks a little bit like this, the, the peace story. Um, if you want that. But I want to read some of the words from it because the story goes that actually Ben Hastings' wife was struggling with a lot of anxiety. And he wanted to write something that just moves towards faith, understanding that peace is something that Jesus is offering but understanding that actually that the world is messy that life is messy that we all experience levels of anxiety and not wanting to diss that and, and and leapfrog over that but wanting to see that and eyeball that but just say in the middle of all of that allowing God's peace to come in the middle of it sometimes When Jesus is in the boat, sometimes the storm rages on and Jesus speaks peace to us in the storm, as well as speaking peace to the storm. But sometimes he speaks peace to us in the storm. And in the middle of all of that, Ben wanted to write a song for his wife that nudged her towards fixing her eyes on Jesus and experience a level of peace in the middle of it. So here's some of the words. Jamie, if you can flash up some of them words. You will stay true even when the lies come. Your word remains truth, even when my thoughts don't line up. I will stand tall on each promise you made. Let the rest fade away. There's a peace far beyond understanding. May it ever set my heart at ease. Dare anxiety come, I'll remember that peace is a promise you keep. Peace is a promise. You keep and we'll leave it there. And you know this is taken from Scripture, a peace that goes beyond understanding. It's a peace that goes beyond any thought that we can have. A peace that goes beyond our understanding. Philippians 4 verse 6 and 7 says this, Do not be anxious. In every situation, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request before God. The peace of God, which transcends, transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now we come to the end of this passage that Roderick read, uh, read to us. Jesus is talking about the advocate coming, who's going to speak for you who's going to comfort you, who's going to lead, and who's going to guide you. For me, all of that just leads towards the end of this passage and the way that Jesus finishes, and that's with peace, a level of peace in the middle of the storms, a level of peace, a peace that can go beyond our thinking and our understanding. It makes no sense that we have peace at this moment. You know, at this moment in my life, I'm experiencing levels of of, uh, fear and and, and thought and and anxiety, but I'm also experiencing a deep sense of peace. And I know his word to be true at this moment for me, that there's a deep sense of peace in all of it, that God is with me, he sees me, he's for me, he draws alongside me, fights for us, comforts and guides, brings a level of peace. I'm just going to invite the band to come up. See, at the end of this passage, Jesus says this. He says, I'm leaving you. This is the message translation. I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you, peace. Jesus says, peace I give to you. I give you my peace. Yes, all the things that he said brings a level of peace, but Jesus also comes and he gives you peace as well in the moment, gives you his peace in the situation. Laura's just going to play, and I just thought we would almost use this moment as a reflection. I invite you to do this if you would like to. You don't have to, but just to allow that to sink in. I just want to use just um, the tune of that song. We're going to sing that song in a moment, That the pieces of promise that you keep. Any moment, there'll be an opportunity as well just to... To lay a hand on you and just to bless that over you. Just to allow that peace to sink into you. Just to come alongside you to bring an opportunity where God can bring his comfort and his guidance to your life. To show you maybe the door. Maybe reveal the next steps for you in conversation as it's confirmed and and reaffirmed with others. But I'd love you just for now, just in these next couple of minutes... Just to imagine that you're on a beach, sandy beach, that you've taken your shoes off and you're just walking on the sand. I'd love you to picture the sand going in between your toes and your feet. And you're walking along the sands, you're alone. And in this moment, you're very aware of where you are in your head and in your heart. Maybe some of the fears, the concerns that come up are there. They're very present. And you're carrying them. They're in front of you. And as you walk on the beach, carrying your concerns you're aware that a boat is coming in, in the distance and help is on its way and as you continue to walk the water comes in you feel the coldness of the water on your feet as you continue to walk through the sand and as you glance and you turn around over your shoulder you see that this small boat that's come in, a person is getting out of the boat and making their way towards you. Your heart begins to beat faster. You suddenly feel seen and known. You suddenly feel like someone is coming to be with you. And as the person that comes onto the shore comes closer to you, you're filled with an incredible sense of hope, a sense of peace. Of course, we know it's the familiar person of Jesus. It's Jesus that's coming alongside. and You allow him to walk with you. And you tell him all the concerns, your worries, your fears, your hopes, your dreams. And just spend a bit of time now, just walk in. And maybe you just want to say them in your head or in your heart to them. You just want to name them before him now. Jesus, what about this? Jesus, what about that? And you spend time with him. And as you walk, he, he places his hand upon your shoulder. And he says, I'm here. I'm here. I'm with you. I'm with you. Just picture walking together in the sand as he brings comfort to you. Maybe you're handing some of them things over to him doesn't seem phased by it, he doesn't seem shaken by it, they're not too heavy for him to carry. And he walks with you. And it feels like you've been with him for an amazing amount of time, even though it's been short. It's been all you need, that walk, that talk, that conversation with him as he's drawn alongside you. And it's comforted your heart And as he's guided you along the shore, just in his presence. And then you turn around and you walk back towards the boat. You're aware that Jesus is going to go away, but you're not going to be left alone. He looks you in the eye and he smiles at you. He tells you you've got everything that you need and more. And before he gets in the boat, he just has something for you. And maybe you want to just picture that you put your hands out in front of you. Just picture that as you receive all that he has for you. And in this special moment of exchange, Jesus hands you his peace. He hands you his peace. Peace I give to you. I give you my peace and as he goes away you bring the peace into your heart you're aware of his presence his spirit with you that advocate that is drawn alongside you that will never leave you I'm sending the one that will be with you forever Maybe now you just want to take that journey back, take that journey along the shore, having met with Jesus, having been in his presence, having received from him. We would love to pray for you, draw alongside you, lay a hand on you, Bless what God is doing in you. Reassure you of his love and his nearness. And in a moment, we're going to sing that song, Peace is a promise that you keep. But in a moment, when we stand, I'm going to encourage you, if you would love someone to come alongside you, draw alongside you. Dave's here, myself are here. There's some staff members and Connect Group leaders And we'll simply just lay a hand on you. Just bless what God has begun in your heart tonight. Pray peace over you. Pray that the Spirit of God would draw alongside you. Give you all that you need and more. For whatever you're experiencing and going through. And then after you've been prayed for, you can take a seat and we'll continue to worship. But take the opportunity. God has begun something tonight. So if you'd appreciate prayer as we stand, why don't you come forward and just spread out along here and we'd love to pray for you. So let's stand together and those that want prayer, why don't you come forward, that would be great. Just keep coming to the front, that'd be great. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Come, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Just as we worship, as we sing, do take the opportunity. There's people here that would love to pray with you and just to lay a hand on you. So keep responding. Keep coming forward if you'd appreciate prayer. And we'll pray with you. But let the rest of us, let's sing those words. Peace is a promise that you keep.
0: Peace is a promise you keep.